T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What makes Joel so special? Wow, there's so many things. I mean, he uh, obviously his elite athleticism on the court, um, his ability to, to score, but also his elite defensive ability. But you know, going off the what really makes him special, in addition to all, all of his basketball skills, is he's a great human being, engaged in the community, and you know, just watching him the first few years, having fought, fighting through injuries and you know oh making God. it happen and then the this leadership guy. he's showing with our organization now and oh so appreciative he's gonna spend the rest of uh, at least six years but hopefully the rest of his career with philly and look uh we need no this more. man please, to like, help i can't no more josh harris please I, I can't the voice of josh harris there who we know is more focused right now on running the washington commanders apparently not well enough because ben johnson backed out on him the coach they wanted there hugh there's a lot of stuff going on with the the fallout from them not getting ben johnson yeah, Commodores fans were upset. They were in their fields. As they should be. He was, you know, <laughs> a really good candidate. And apparently, so the commanders are upset now. And there's a lot of stuff out there. One is Ben Johnson apparently was turned off by a by basketball guy, Josh Harris. He didn't take him seriously as a football guy. I got news for you. He's not a basketball guy either. He's Oh, he they let that story leak? Yeah, that got out. <laughs> but now they're leaking it back, apparently, that he – they found – apparently the commanders found out that he was out while they were on the plane to go and interview him for the second time. Wait a minute. Hold up. So they found out that the plane's in there. He, they're flying to Detroit. Meet with Ben. And they said, no, nah, dog, turn that thing around. But they found out from media reports. It wasn't like he said, no, thank you. They, they found out, like, yeah, he doesn't want to be part of this anymore. So he wasn't even man enough nope. to tell him. Now, that's not a good look. I mean, you know, when you talk about potentially your future employer and you can't tell them that you've changed your mind and they have to find out through, through other means, it's not a good look on, on Coach Johnson's part. Agree with that, but now they're going on the offensive and ripping him, saying he doesn't have what it takes to be a head coach, doesn't want to be a well, leader. Well, that, that's, that's a scoring love. Uh, I know. but that, that, that you shouldn't do that. It's that. not – like sometimes coaches can be a little wishy-washy. McDaniels did that to the Colts. Remember that's how Frank Wright got to the Colts? Yeah. It's not a good look. But it's worse when it's an organization. The commanders look bad. Like, I respect the petty, though. I do respect. You know I'm petty, and I respect that. For you to sit there and say, you wasn't that cute anyway. You got her phone number, and y'all was getting ready to go on a date, and before you got there, her best friend told you, oh, she don't really like you Yeah, like it's that. not going to work out. Oh, you wasn't that cute anyway. Especially around Valentine's Day. That's why you weren't going to get enough for Valentine's Day anyway. Another report came out that they actually, after Ben Johnson said no, they wanted Mike McDonald and the Seahawks offered more. So you know who probably feels like crap listening on this? Dan Quinn. You were like our fifth choice. Yeah, he is. And the Commanders fans, Commodores fans, they feel bad. I, <laughs> You know me. I always like to go to the uh, the social media sites. 
So I went to a couple uh, Commodore sites to see what they were talking about. Comment sections? Oh, my goodness. How'd that work out? They they are rep like, it's almost like, say, bad analogy time. Say if you're, say since it's in, in honor of Valentine's Day, you're out at the bar, club, wherever you're going, singles night. And you see three beautiful friends, male or female, your, your choice. The story fits the narrative for whatever you're telling it. And you see three friends. I'm looking at the threesome. And as you progress through, you see the girl that you really want to holler at, right? She's beautiful, everything that you want in a woman. And she initially talks to you, but then she's like, oh, no, you're not that good. And then the next friend, you talk to the next friend. And the same thing. She's not as attractive, but she's still a good, good choice. And then you just end up with the third wheel. The, the the girlfriend that's probably, you know, she looks a little, or boyfriend, that's not, you know, that's tall, maybe a little bit more rotund. She looks like Dan Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you say, you know what? I'm tired of this. It's getting late. It's about 11.30. Club closing at, at noon, at midnight. Got to make a choice, man. And that's so how here. Dan Quinn becomes the commander's yeah. coach, everyone. So here we are. <laughs> now, Dan did get an offensive coordinator this weekend, one that we were talking about here. Cliff Kingsbury is heading to Washington to be their coordinator. So no Chip Kelly, like we hoped, but it is going to be Cliff Kingsbury, which just led to a whole lot of speculation. Maybe that Caleb Williams, the number one, you know, I guess, thought of as the number one overall pick. Maybe he's going to spurn the Bears, try to work his way he to He told a, him, no, don't come get me. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of smoke that he doesn't want to be in Chicago. I don't know. It, something weird is going on with, with Caleb Williams. So real quick on Kingsbury. Mm. We as Eagles fans are going to find out did the Eagles make the right move for OC right away. Right away. I mean, if Kingsbury starts dialing it up, and Commanders look good. Either way, he should have a talented young quarterback to work mm. with: Caleb Williams, Drake May, Daniel Sam Howell. Yeah, other than that, <laughs> him. yeah, whoever they want at at number pick pick number two. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's get back to the phones here. A lot to discuss between the Joel Embiid situation, heading for knee surgery. We'll see how long it takes him out. I would not be surprised if it's a real extended period. Hopefully it's not, and he gets back for the playoffs. But I'm resigned to this thing's not ending in the championship. And, of course, Jalen Hurts, is he still the guy he was one year ago when he had an amazing Super Bowl? T-Bone is in North Philly. What's up, T-Bone? What's up? What's up, Mr. Joe? How you doing? Hey, Mr. T-Bone. What, what's up, buddy? What are you thinking today? How, how you doing, Hill? First of all, man. Hey, uh, something, man. Uh, Hugh, man, you're one of my, my, my favorite players, man, from the time. You uh, I, we got an interception when you played uh, Chicago back in 2001 division round playoffs. Somebody got an interception, and you turned around and, and popped Jim Miller in his mouth. Y'all never talked about that, but he he was off the game for the rest. Nobody of that, talks man. about that. <laughs> oh, that he kind of ended his career, Damon. Yeah, that that was, that was the was end a, of Jim it Miller. Was a, it was a kiss to baby. <laughs> who, who had the pick? Was it Damon Moore? Who had the pick? I think it was Demo. Yeah, yeah. It was Demo. Yeah, but um. Back, back to uh, Mr. Joe, man. So you want to get a? I, I, I didn't hear the radio, but I seen it on Facebook, and you want to get and be traded, and you know he he the he the best player we had in the, in the past twenty years, and I don't understand why you want to get him traded. You know he uh he, he he played hard. I know he's always injury injury prone, but he also put them tickets in the seats. So why why you want to get this man traded? So I well he's a great player, and he he is the best player they've had T Bone since AI. I think we'd all agree on that. But I don't think this is going to end in a championship. They they can't win with him if he's not available, and he doesn't play his best even when he's in the playoffs. So I, I'm I've reached a point T Bone where I don't believe this is going to end in a championship. So I got to think about what to do next because I don't, I don't think it's going to work. I think it work. I think I think he'll be back for the playoffs, and I think they're going to play hard in this Nick Nurse system. I think I think they're going to go to the conference championship if he comes back. Healthy enough for the playoffs. 
Um, so when do you give up? You just keep running it through the end of his career, or or eventually you say this is not going to work. We got to try something new. I'm riding Joel like I rode Allen Iverson, Donovan McNabb. You know, uh, one of the, uh, the Philly uh, historian players. I'm riding them to the wheels fall off. You know, I, I, and he hasn't asked for a trade, and that's why I really like him. He hasn't asked for a trade. He wants to play for Philly, so let him stay here and let him and let him ride it on out. And that, you know what, T-Bone, my guess is they're going to do that. They're going to do it your way. And T-Bone, good phone call. Now, listen, he, he brought up Donovan and Allen Iverson. I mean, that's not exactly giving me hope here. They didn't win. Yeah, that's the unfortunate, <laughs> that's the unfortunate thing about this conversation. You're bringing up two guys that, that went to the promised land but, but kind of fell short. We're trying to get over the hump. And I know that's some bad memories for some people. But we're we're trying to get over that. And even those, but those guys got there. Yeah. You know, we haven't even got that far with Joel Embiid. We've got the second round. And as far as them being a championship or a, he said conference championship this year, it's going to take a lot of work to get to the conference championship this year. That's a, that's that's a very they they have all order, man. Man, especially if they fall down the seating. And you know, we without have Embiid. to figure out we have to figure out what we're going to do as far as if we're going to try to be you know in this trade deadline situation, we're going to try to go out there and get somebody. Definitely got it. Yeah, definitely needed somebody else that's going to come in and help contribute. I fully expect Maury's going to go get something. It's a matter of is he going to get something big or is he just getting someone to fill in a little bit? Kelly Olynyk, and you were right. He went to Gonzaga. That was your your guess. Gonzaga, yeah, yeah. And he's been with Celtics and he's bounced around. He's with the Jazz now. Like he could fill in and he could you know give them some minutes and some points at center. He shoots a little bit. That's you know that's more of like a piecemeal this thing together and hope he comes back. The bottom line is, you know, when Joel gets back, he's got to be at his best in the biggest moments, and that hasn't been his career. It, it just hasn't. Let's go to Chuck in Mount Airy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, yo, Joe Gilio. What's up, Gilio? Hey, Hugh, what's up, man? What's going on? What's man? up, Chuck? Hey, Hugh, you don't sound too happy to hear from when I be calling up there, man. What's up? How you feeling? You all right? How, how am I supposed to sound, Chuck? I sound like that with, with everybody that calls up here. I know. Yeah, hey, what's up, Chuck? We're going on. Like, you know what I mean? But it's all right, man. Listen. Uh, Joe Giglio, I'm going to tell you like this, right? Joel Embiid brought it on himself. You know what I'm saying? All you people out there who want Joel Embiid here, all oh, you can have him there. But he brought it on himself. He laid his ass on that floor while people was diving for loose balls, okay? And he even possibly know he could have got hurt doing that. So, I mean, just look at the play, man. You know, I'm sick of this crap, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm sick of this, this, this Joel stuff. Let's trade him after this year. We'll get, he'll come back. And get in the, and, and we get to the second round. Trading at man. some point, Chuck, okay. they got to wake up. Like it's either going to work or it's not. And if they decide it's not going to work, you got to move on. Well, listen, man, here's the thing. I mean, you know, this guy, you know, he, he, he listen. Enough is enough, man. Like he, all the injuries he's had, we always keep thinking excuses. Oh, one of his fault. Oh my God, he, you know, he he doesn't he, he doesn't control when he gets hurt. But you land on the ground like that, you see people diving for the ball. What else do you do, man? Get up. You know what I mean, he's lazy. That's why he laid on the ground like that. He's lazy. And when you play lazy, you get hurt. And that's what happened to him, man. I'm sick of this crap, man. Like, I just want this team to be able to compete, man, and, and, and legitimately compete. And you can get a lot for him. We'll keep holding on to a guy more. It just keeps getting hurt every year. It makes no sense to me, man. It's just asinine and it's stupid. And I want to say something real quick about Nick Sirianni, right? Nick Sirianni has no place on his team right now, okay? He's lucky to even have a job. Now listen to Howard Eskin on, the, on on Saturday, and Howard, you're you're ridiculously wrong. You're wrong. This guy is the worst NFL coach in the NFC East. The worst because everybody else they do something for their team. He does nothing for this team. 
The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. Yeah, he didn't do enough down the stretch, Chuck. That's for sure. Chuck, man, we appreciate the phone call. All right, quick ranking. NFC's coaches. Chuck brought it up. How do we rank them right now? We got four. We got McCarthy, Sirianni, Quinn, Dable. Sound about right. I didn't. I wasn't even thinking through. But is that it? <laughs> that sound about right. McCarthy, Sirianni, Quinn, Dable. Yeah, that sound about right. Because Dable, I, his, that actually might be it. Yeah, because his coach don't even his, his D coordinator don't like the way he was I talking think through it. Dable is overrated. After he won nine games, one coach of yeah. the year, he stunk this year. I mean, you can just look at the resumes and go McCarthy Super Bowl win, Sirianni and Quinn Super Bowl appearances, but L's, and then Dable a bump. Yeah, I want <laughs> Quinn is the the ultimate. Like, does he is he get better with a second chance, or is he the same guy that he just always yeah, was? Yeah, I'm not not too high on the on the whole Dan Quinn thing. I agree. I, I don't think it's. I mean, the one, but I, it did I work know. when he had sh- the great offensive coordinator. Right? Does he have that now? I don't. No, probably well, not. I know Dan Quinn. He's he's a uh, he's a sensitive he's a sensitive young man. He's no, that's not going to work in Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's a little sensitive. It's it's not the same as being in Atlanta, being up north, and he's a little sensitive down south. A lot sensitive. Well, we found that out with the Robert Sala article last week. You, you get, <laughs> oh, get, there should be a prerequisite if you're going to be an NFL coach, especially in a big market. You got to check that sensitivity at home. What well, are we doing? some people can't. Like we live in a sensitive era, kind of like when Chuck just called and said I wasn't happy to hear from him. I, I didn't. My bad, Chuck. I next time you call, I will be more enthusiastic when you when you call. But yeah, we live in a sensitive era now, man. Where cats get you know, they get a little in their feelings if things don't go their way. So when Robert Sala, Coach Sala. Basically called his team. I was like, "Let me get y'all phone and see what's going on." Who told? Who who leaked this story? Give me your cell phone. Is it too? Fa- am I going too far to say that if a coach is that sensitive, there's not a you chance he'll be ever? There's not a chance he'll ever win a Super Bowl. See, that's Bowl. why. I, that's it's why. Over. That's why I can't coach, man. Because if y'all get it, get me and my feelings, I'm cussing out everybody, and then I'm gonna lose my job anyway. So I'd rather go out. And just talk bad about other coaches instead of being. Like, and Hugh Douglas just keeps working. I just feel if you're going to be a coach or a quarterback, you can't, if you got like, it comes with the territory. Yeah, man. Man. everybody's trying to move the line. You want to take the money and then move the line. You, you can't, can't be that sensitive. Going and search, trying to search your coach's phone. Don't be are, sensitive. Are you crazy? Give me man? your phone. Who are you? You texting? Who are these pictures of? <laughs> Who is that? Wait a second. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Like, a lot of girth. <laughs> the funniest part is that the, the story leaked out after that. So they, they they didn't respect him so much that after that episode, they still told. Like, it's just funny to me how much – like, it's the game is somewhat the same, but the sensitivity levels now are way higher than they used to be when I played. Because the, the fact that you, you hired a defensive coordinator and you're like, nah – that scheme ain't working for me, Coach. I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't respect what you're saying. I'll just go out here and look like the Keystone Cops, and we'll just mess up the secondary coverage because we just do it our own thing. Deep and you down, let that fly? Deep down, was Sean Desai kind of happy they failed as when he was demoted? Yes, he was very happy. He <laughs> was very, very happy. Like, you cannot not be happy when you get demoted because somebody ran upstairs. This is what I think happened. Somebody ran upstairs and told on Coach Desai, and then how we came downstairs and told him, hey, he told Nick, hey, you got to do something about this. And Nick told Coach, like, hey, man, it ain't my fault. How we, how we don't want you to be the defense coordinator. Oh, so everyone, there's no accountability from anybody in the building. Oh, I, I, I'm willing to bet. I am willing to bet that to this day, I put money on this, that Coach Decide does not know 
who told on him. I guarantee you, he does not know who told on him. He 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 was blindsided by this whole thing because nobody in that meeting stood up and said, "Hey, man, you know we don't like this." I gar- I can almost guarantee it. I feel real confident in saying this that when they when he got in trouble, it was somebody ran upstairs right after me and said, "Howie, Howie." The part that blows me away is they were better with him than the next guy. That's what I'm saying. So they forced him out. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. They forced him out, and then they were stuck with Coach Patricia. And and then somebody that that whoever told just they just had to go with it because they look way worse. If it was me and I was Sirianni afterwards, I'd look at them side eyes like you you got me to do this, and now look what you guys did. (laughs) You can't stop anybody. I'm willing to bet nobody told. Like he was like, what? Who the hell said that? And he probably went. To some of the people in the locker room, say, "Yo, dog, did you say this?" No, no. Well, I can I can guess a name. We got his name attached to uh, Kevin Byer. Decided he was doing his own scouting. Yeah, he reports. did do that. But how can Kevin Byer have that much pool and he just got there? You, I, I, no, I don't I, see and he like, he didn't like play the, well. I don't I don't see BG doing that, man. I don't see it. I, I don't see it. But somebody told. I'm not saying Fletch told either. I'm just saying somebody told. Just a, a total lack of accountability <laughs> from the players. It's not us. It's this idiot coach. I Get him out. I, would, I wish I would have when Jim Johnson got, got here and said something about, I don't like the way he coached. And he got my ass out of here so fast. <laughs> of course they would have because they respected the coach. I don't know. I probably, I don't know. Maybe I should have. Maybe I could have. I don't know. Yeah, but you would have ruined Eagles history yeah, if you Yeah, I did probably that. would have did that too. Yeah. yeah. I, that just blows my mind. As a, an early season Sean Desai guy, Kyle, how, how are you feeling after all this information comes out? Honestly, like, <laughs> I it doesn't necessarily change the way I think about Sean Desai. Like, isn't he getting he's getting interviews for other defensive coordinator jobs? Yeah, I like right Sean now. Desai more now. Yeah, like I I don't know. Would it surprise anybody if he got a job as a defensive coordinator somewhere and did really well, but, and but, everybody talked about Sean Desai as the next big coordinator in the NFL? Would not. But you know what? That's funny because now that I think about it, that's a lot of times why coaches tend to let older players go because of that that influence, that influence that they have in the locker room. Almost like you can't teach a new, an old dog new tricks. Yes, it, it's it's part of that. That's part of the reason. And you try to get guys like think about Coach Belichick for a while. A lot of times, like guys that would got that got cut from other teams that were veteran guys, he would get them off the scrap heap. Yep. Because they were like-minded individuals. Like, you got a guy coming in here probably all gung-ho thinking, you know, when he was in Chicago, guys are going to buy into what he's selling. But you're coming to a team that has had a lot of success, and you're probably cracking the whip, and they're looking at you like, hold up, dog. But I don't, I don't think you need to operate. I don't think you could operate that way and be successful. And obviously that was the case when you talk about the defense and how they played at the, towards the end of the season. I, I would just say, I guess my biggest takeaway from this is the veteran leadership on the defensive side of the ball, not as important or, or like a, a, as big a deal as we've made it out to be. If Fletcher Cox is gone and Brandon Graham's gone, you know, I'll miss the guys. But how much are we really going to miss their leadership? Like what did their leadership get us last year? We lost six of the last seven games. Where was where was the leadership? I, I just think leadership comes after the winning, not before. Yeah, it got us Matt Patricia, the defensive <laughs> coordinator. Right. And that's exactly so, what it got yeah, us. I, whatever. Yeah, it's... <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's, whatever. It's, it's just annoying, man. It, I agree. It is. Mad Mike is up next. What's up, Mike? Hey, how we doing today, guys? What's, What's up, up, Mike? Um, it's, it's been over with Joel Embiid. It's the same old song. and I'm Like, I don't know why everybody just keeps wanting to give him another chance, another chance, like, just to break your heart, like... 
this guy is not going to lead you to a title. It's it's over. Yeah, a part of it, Mike, I think is he's be, he become such a symbol of the the era, right? What they tried to do a decade ago, and I I think people associated that if he fails, the process failed. It failed. It yeah. failed. What? Are, I mean, what about this is a success? No, I agree with you. It's, it's a failure, and and you know what really started to tick me off? The Ike Reeses of the world who are now trying to convince the WIP listeners that you should just enjoy and be and, get, and enjoy watching <laughs> yeah, him catching the stray <laughs> and just just sit back and enjoy watching him bead because that's the best it's going to be we've moved the goalposts all the way back from winning the title to just sit there and enjoy him while we have him no trade his loser butt and start this over again yeah, I'm not appreciating anything unless it leads to a championship. I, I don't like the points in the regular season, the scoring titles. Uh, it doesn't. It's you know, it's great for him. It doesn't do anything for me. I'm tired of this. Like it's nonsense. We spent a decade trying to win a title, and Joel Embiid is the dumb face of this whole process, and it's failed. Unfortunately, yeah, and I wouldn't say dumb face, but he's the injured body. I would yeah, say yeah, he's, he's the just injured body. Up, man. I mean, and I think I I, I hear where he's coming from. But I don't think that dog gonna hunt either. You just gotta enjoy. Hey man, just enjoy it happen. Just enjoy that you you spent time with her, and she moved on. No, that that, that dog ain't gonna hunt. But kind of like that's what we. I'm more resigned to trying to figure out how to keep get him on the court and maximize his potential. And keep him healthy at the same time. Yeah, I like that we're there. all in different stages of, of, of acceptance <laughs> or grief. Yeah, with Joel and B. Yeah, it's it's you got the Ike side. Just enjoy it for what he is. Enjoy it. You are, are trying to manage the situation. Manage it. And I've totally given up. We, yes. we were all in different places. You thrown in the towel. Yeah, the, oh, the towel has been thrown in. It's, 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 hey, what the hell are we dealing yeah. with here? <laughs> This, yeah, guys, this on. is not going to work. All right, 215 592 9494. We'll come back, hit your phone calls here. And Bead, Jalen Hurts, is he the same guy that played in the Super Bowl last year? Philly's free agency. We have Bob Nightingale on. He said they're in on the idea of maybe Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, possibilities for this Phillies team before we get to spring training. Plus, here we go. It's Super Bowl week. That means it's 49ers excuses time. What are they whining about out in Las Vegas? We'll bring that to you next. 215-592-9494. Midday show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on Fandle's Kick of Destiny. Now he's back for Kick of Destiny 2. And this time, you could play along. All you have to do is choose if Kronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in right now because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes a shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to Fandle Sportsbook app to get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You win a share of $10 million of bonus bets if you're right. New to Fandle? Just visit Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to sign up. Make every moment more with Fandle in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Fandle Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I can tell you, having spoken to various Niners people already, they don't seem particularly pleased. Now, they're going to be on the practice field for the first time today at noon, Pacific, but there already have been complaints that there are seams in the practice field, that it feels like they're walking around on a sponge. Mm-hmm. I guess the NFL last week laid sod on top of the field turf, and I can tell you the Niners are not happy with the practice mm-hmm. conditions of that field that the league is in charge of maintaining, and they feel like it's a disadvantage. Welcome back. Well, it wouldn't be Super Bowl week without the 49ers whining about something. Midday show, Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, 215-592-9494. So there was Adam Schefter with Pat McAfee saying the Niners arrived to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, and they're not happy, Hugh, with their practice facility. Where did you guys practice in, in Jacksonville? Uh, I forgot the name of the school, but it was kind of far off. Like a it college? Was- or was it a like yeah? I can't remember. I remember the I, I can't remember the name, but it was it was a grass field because the field was grass, obviously in Jacksonville, and it was similar to the field that we were playing. So on. it was so fi- it was a good facility. Fine. Yeah, pretty, it was pretty decent. What from what I recall. So I have two thoughts on this. One, the 49ers are just insufferable at how they have to whine about everything. This is what they do. I will say though, as he talked about the NFL just put in some sod. Can they just get this stuff right during the Super Bowl week? Yeah. I mean, I last mean, year we know what happened. The sod father ruined the game. I mean, because he just messed the whole thing up. If they put new sod down on this practice field and it, it affects a team, I mean, how hard is this? Yeah, I don't. And and as far as the seams and stuff, it it kind of reminds me of when uh, the Ravens came in one year for a preseason game, and we were at the vet at the time. Oh, and Billy. The, yeah, when Coach Billy was talking about it, and they tried to do everything to make it right. I'm pretty sure right now they are frantically trying to find. Another facility. In case they don't want to use it. Well, they, they've kind of made it clear. Yeah, it's not that good they don't want to, Yeah. And <laughs> the NFL probably called Coach Shanahan and said, hey, man, you know, that wasn't cool what you did, you know, leaking the story out the way that you did. But, yeah, they're probably going to try to frantically find them a new facility because still kind of early there today. Today will probably be a walkthrough, so it'll probably be okay for today. Uh, they'll probably have something tomorrow, not a whole lot. But by Wednesday, this needs to be fixed. So they'll probably move the facilities and try to find somewhere that is conducive to what coach wants to do. Or, hell, they might even practice at the stadium. I mean, they might even go to the stadium to practice. So. They typically don't do that because they don't want to mess the grass up right yeah. before the game or the facility. But it just all depends, man, because it's, it's like this late in the game. They're complaining about it. It's news now. They're going to try to do everything that they can to, to get them facilities. or They'll probably have to figure out a, a practice schedule to sh- kind of share. It's just the NFL has to figure this out. We can't every year be messing something up with fields or the facility or the grass. It shouldn't be that hard to find a place for two teams to practice and then obviously the game on Sunday. I mean, last year we we all 
experienced it. It was it was a joke. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. But I do appreciate the, the the Niners, Kyle, keeping the bit up and complaining during Super Bowl week. Well, this is what they do. As the Forty Niners, well, yeah. Look, as a guy uh, who was heavily on the field, screwed the Eagles last year. I'm with the Niners. Okay, they don't let the NFL screw you out of a Super Bowl championship. You even fight though back. I hope they do because I do not want to see you win. But yeah, I, I like anybody that wants to complain about field conditions. Uh, I'm your guy. I, I'm with you. I will uh, have your back. The 49ers have gotten Kyle to have their back. That took a lot. I wasn't yeah, expecting that. Carl's in Maple Shade. What's up, Carl? You guys. Hey, Carl. What's up, man? Good afternoon to you. How you doing? You too, buddy. What are you thinking today? Well, if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, the first thing I'm going to do is eliminate this question about what is it that you do as a head coach. They got 10 different things that they could put out to the public to eliminate this nonsense. You can't run an organization where the questions are, what do you do as a head coach? It's not a good look, Carl. I would agree. It doesn't endear a lot of faith in the coach if we're asking those questions. But they could have offensive coordinators when the opportunity arises publicly to say, well, Nick, had to be the keys to the car, but I got it to a certain point. Then I go to my head coach. He helps me fine-tune the system. Then he has to go to the other side of the ball and do the same thing. There are so many things that a head coach, oh, my God, are responsible for that they should never have that question again. Uh, you, you know, they – a lot of this, Carl, and I'm sure you know it the way you're talking, is just the way it's perceived, the way it's told to us, right? So the last few weeks, there's a perception that Sirianni doesn't do anything now. He was asked that question, didn't have a great answer. Yeah, they, they could make us feel a little bit better about what he's actually doing day to day if they try. They could. Nick, Nick was caught off guard with that. There's 10 different answers that he could have had, but at that time, he didn't have them. Yeah, he said, I guess, when asked what he does every day. So that's, that's not a great answer. I think we'd agree on that. So he was caught off guard. That's yeah. even worse, ain't it? Because you kind of <laughs> know that something of that, that ilk might be coming. What do you think about Jalen Hurts, Carl? I don't know what it is that caused him to go backwards, but I think the coordinators, he's changed systems. He's never been in a full-fledged system. Year after year. I mean, you got to get this guy in the system. And if the head coach can't call the plays and you lose your coordinator year after year, that's the stem of the problem. Of course. It makes continuity challenging, Carl. That's for sure. Carl, good phone call there. I'm with you on that one. That's why I wanted to get the coach out and put a play caller in. But we did it this way. We got got Kellen Moore now. Hopefully he sticks around. By the way, the – Speaking of Sirianni, put out a statement today because the Eagles today officially announced Kellen Moore. It was kind of weird. Cooper. They didn't do it, uh, I guess, what was it, about a week, right? It was a couple Saturdays ago that we heard the news, but they hadn't you know, officially said it. Now he's officially been named the Eagles offensive coordinator. Did you see the um, statement by Nick Sirianni? No, no. What did he say? Here's what he said. As an accomplished offensive coordinator, a former NFL player, and a Heisman finalist, Kellen has shown a tremendous ability to lead an offense at every level of the sport while gaining the trust and respect of his players and teammates. He is an incredibly smart football coach whose depth of knowledge of the game has helped him become a talented play call in this league. 
During Kellen's tenure as an NFL coach, he has helped to develop some of the best quarterbacks in the league and directed some of its best offenses. We are thrilled to have Kellen join our team. How's he going to make this team better? That's all I care about. Yeah. Make it right. He Coach didn't include Gruden. that in the statement. Heisman, Heisman's finalist? Was that that felt a little when unnecessary? The I don't give a shit. Well, it just wants to it's, – it's, it boosts your resume. Like, when you were a finalist, I mean, were you, like, number two, number five? I think he was fourth. Okay. Uh, and that's still that's pretty bad. good. That's but but what does that have to do with him as a coach? No, that's what I'm saying. Because it, it, it helps boost your resume. Ooh, he's a Heisman finalist. He knows offense. Not necessarily, but I get it. I get it. Because, I mean, I can throw in, like, if I want to, I can start throwing in my college accolades at Central State University. All right, I pulled it up right now. <laughs> it won't pull. It won't, won't care that much weight. Were you a Heisman scared. finalist? No, no, I was not. Trivia time. I'm looking at the ballot from Kellen Moore's Heisman finalist year. This was 2010. Can you guys name any of the other finalists or the winner? Anyone on this ballot you guys can name? 2010. Jake Locker. Oh, it's a good name. Um, so no, it was two quarter, three, two quarterbacks ahead of him and a running back. And right now, is this the Tebow year? One quarterback on this list remains in the NFL. Wow. One, one. He finished below. So Moore finished ahead of this quarterback that remains to this day in the NFL. So most of the quarterbacks aren't in the league right now. Uh, yes. So there was one, two. Uh, Moore was the third. Four, five, six quarterbacks got Heisman votes. Not and the, not the one, Cam and Tebow year, is it? It's not like Cam. It's Cam, Cam and Luck. Oh. Cam one, Andrew Luck two. The running back for Chip at Oregon, LaMichael James was third. <laughs> oh Kellen Moore. But here's the quarterback that's still in the league. Ninth place voting, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Future Dalton. Hall of Famer Andy Dalton. Well, the son. The Red Come Rifle. On. That's the Red Rifle, right? Yes, the Red Rifle. Yeah. So Where the, is he? He was the backup this year with Carolina. Okay, okay, okay. So the quarterbacks that got votes that year were Cam, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, Kellen Moore, Ryan Mallett from Arkansas, Colin Ryan, Kaepernick yeah. from Nevada, Andy Dalton from DCU. <laughs> what a list. The future Hall of Famer, Andy Dalton. Yeah, the more I think about it, that Heisman line was a little bit just fluff. So we, we, didn't, we didn't need to put that in there. Heisman finalist. But hopefully uh, Kellen could That's do That's what it was, to make you feel good about the hire. Yeah, but I mean, does it change anything? No, really. no, he uh, hopefully does a good job here, and he does have a good. Re- His resume is perfectly good without. That's my point. Like the re- you didn't need that. Just tell me that he's done well with the Cowboys, and we saw it. He's he's conducted Actually, good offense. Leave leave that part out. So what? All right. So if you're writing this, what, what would you write? I'd leave. I'd put the husband thing and the cowboy thing out. Oh well, he didn't put Cowboys. <laughs> good. He, he said he's con- he's led good offenses and helped. Good That's knowing your audience. Yeah, right nobody. There. Yeah. It is. It's true. Read he didn't the put, room. He didn't put Dak's name. Yep. Didn't say the Cowboys were like third in the NFL Read scoring. The room. Yeah. Actually, maybe they did it do a good job. That was smart. That's good PR. Drew in Westchester. What's up, Drew? Hey, folks. That was a fun trivia question. I was trying to dig for names as you guys were uh, working through that. Yeah, most of these guys I forgot about, like Denard Robinson. There was a guy from um, from Michigan who I think he ended up as a running back in the league. It's always funny. You think of these guys as amazing, and then you know half the list, and they don't ever become anything in the NFL most of the time. Yeah, I think I might have been a year off. I was thinking of guys like Trent Richardson and like Blaine Gabbert and some other guys who like really didn't like pan out a ton either, but. Uh, I think a lot of your other callers know more about uh, basketball than I do, so I'll talk about uh, Jalen and then just a point on the Phillies. Mm-hmm. So, so with Jalen, I think he can get back to being the guy who he was in 2022 physically. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there going into next season. My concern, and I've mentioned this to um, a couple of, of your other colleagues, but I think it bears repeating, is from like a leadership standpoint, 
can he communicate with people who aren't as driven and focused as he is? You know, I think a guy like Devontae Smith, he's always going to be easy for Jalen to get along with because he just wants to, you know, go out and, and win and all. But, you know, let's say they draft, you know, a receiver, you know, early who's maybe a, you know, a good kid, but a little like quirky and needs to mature a little bit or an offensive lineman who's kind of the same way. I think that's my biggest concern with Jalen going forward. Can he, you know, lift other people up who maybe aren't as driven as him and get through to them? And that's, you know, what I, you know, just from an intangible standpoint, you know, need to see going into next year. Yeah, and the underrated part about what you said is just by the nature of his contract, he's going to have to play with more of those guys as time goes on. There's just going to be less veterans, you know, probably around him. Now, they might have still some, but they're going to have to rely on a lot of draft picks, and he's going to have to lead those guys. And, Drew, we see it. Sometimes it takes you know young players some years to grow up, and he's got to be able to lead them as as they do it, like kind of like Mahomes did this year with Rasheed Rice and some of those guys. Yeah, for sure. And I think you get guys who you know sometimes play for different motivations. Some people are you know just trying to get like wealth for their family. You know, you hope they have a burning desire to win, but it might not burn as bright as Jalen because I don't think that many people do. So he's got to you know he just got to be able to lift them up now on the uh on the phillies i would be happy with either bellinger or montgomery but i think my preference is definitely bellinger i feel like if you get like the close to mvp version of him you can you know potentially compete with the braves in the in the division and i feel like there's always you know i look at like joe blannon as an example he's not as good as montgomery but i feel like there's always pitchers you can go out and get at the deadline, I feel like Bellinger, you know, just gives you a chance to really like, you know, jump out, out, out the gates and really compete for the division. If you're adding like, you know, 30 home runs and a potential 300 hitter to line up. So I'd be super into him if they can make that happen. Yeah. And I just drew, I just think of like, however they want to line it up in the order. If you have Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Bellinger, and then, you know, at one point of the season, I'm sure Castellanos or Bohm will be really hot. That's a lot of offense. I mean, you score a lot of runs with those four or five guys. I think what I really like about Bellinger, too, is I know he had a couple of down years, but he's played in some, like, tough markets like Chicago, mm-hmm. L.A. Like, we know he can kind of handle, like, a high-pressurized, uh, you know, just media market. So, you know, I think that's just another ch- check in the box there. Totally, Drew. I'm I'm in. I, I love Cody Bellinger. Now, the one thing, and we had Bob Nightingale on, and if you missed it earlier, go back in the Odyssey app, check it out. Nightingale was with us at noon today. Hugh, when we asked him, would it be a kind of a shorter thing? He didn't think so. He, he still thinks Bellinger's going to get a bunch of years. There may be some opt-outs in the contract, mm-hmm. so he could, you know, he could become a free agent. But he didn't seem to think it was going to come on the cheap if, if the Phillies got a Cody Bellinger. Nah, then when you talk about who his agent is and how many clients that he has on this roster, yeah, you're going to have to pay that man if he comes here. No question about that. I, I just think the more the time goes on, the more likely the Phillies are to do something. This is this is basically how Castellanos got here. Remember that? It was like three weeks till the season, and he went up to uh, Middleton's office and was like, this guy's just sitting there. He could hit 20 home runs. He could hit driving 100 runs. He said he saw it in the newspaper. Yes, which... Yeah, but then I, I think that when you I, talk about... The way uh, I want my GM to act, but that's okay. He's a good GM. I think when you talk about Scott Boris initially, because I think his class have been through this before. He always draws like that hard line mm-hmm. in the sand, and then as we move through this and... We get closer to spring training like we are. He kind of moves it a little bit, so hopefully that's the case. The other thing the Phillies have an advantage, and, and uh, Nightingale mentioned this with there's like I think up to eleven or twelve teams have this. Did you see, hear this thing about this TV contract? I, I think it's Bally's, and they have a lot of teams like the Rangers and the Twins and the Diamondbacks. They're bankrupt. So they, yeah, so the uh, 
the the they can't pay the teams the money they're supposed to pay them. And well, these for the, for, the, for the contract. Yeah, and these teams get like a hundred million or more per year from this cable network. And the Phillies don't have to worry about that. The Phillies are subsidized by Comcast. They're, they, you know, they're not going anywhere in terms of their money and the revenue they get from television. Mm-hmm. So I think they're in a little bit of an advantage over a team like, you know, let's say Texas wants Montgomery back, but I don't know if they have the money. It, it does it does help the Phillies a little bit here. Cowboy Jim is up. What's up, Cowboy Jim? Gosh darn it, Hugh. You can't talk to Chuck like that. He's sensitive. You know that man is sensitive. He's trying to get his goodwill back with WIP. You gotta be very happy when you hear from him. You know what? Uh, the next time Chuck calls, I will. I will kiss the ring. He's How about very that? Sensitive. It's very one. Sensitive. It, you know, it's one nice thing we can say about you, Jim. You're not sensitive. We beat you up every time you're on, and you just keep calling back. Every time. Every time. Come on, Chuck. You gotta learn from me, Chuck. Anyway, um, uh, the Cowboys. Thank you very much for the Mike McCarthy um, number one in the NFC uh, East. Now the That's bar, the, the Cowboys, nah, Jim. The bar, the bar is pretty low now. I mean, we're talking. Let me think about the rest. It's not like we have champions left and right in this division. <laughs> they have been weakened. The Cowboys have been weakened. Now, hey, listen, my um, Quinn going to Washington, that's fine. But he did a solid job with the Cowboys. He did a solid job. He just had injuries. They had injuries this year, and they, they couldn't stop the run because the guys they needed were out. So um, he did a solid job. I'm happy with him. But um, thank you for taking Goober. Thank you for taking Goober because now the Cowboys defense We'll know exactly what the Gooper has planned. That'll be two wins for the Cowboys. Thank you very much, Bob. You don't even know who's coaching. The, who's the defensive coordinator in Dallas? You don't even have one yet. All right. Now, he, 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 now Jim, that was petty. <laughs> that was I'll tell you petty. what. To, to, to uh, allow a Cowboy Jim mic drop on oh, our show yeah, is, was, is a huge that out. That was I'll consider, yeah. I'll consider dumping that so that right. nobody Dump hears it. that. Like, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, uh, usually, wait, usually he's so annoying he just stays in the line until we hang up on oh, him. That was. I, I mean, mean, I d- I, listen. <laughs> is it bad that we get less cowboy jam? Well, no. you know, uh, maybe you just got to get a quicker finger trigger, quicker trigger. Finger. On Jim? Yeah, because Jim is like he's trying to hang up on you. <laughs> you know what? All right, next you gotta, time. You gotta beat him to the punch. Remind me of this. Next time Jim calls, hey, we, just hang up. When we say hi, we're just gonna hang up right away. We'll make him wait for oh, you about know, I 45 minutes and then we'll bring him on just to hang up. I like on. that. All right, that's tomorrow when he inevitably calls back with something stupid. And and they are weakened without Dan Quinn. Yeah, they they weakened two yeah, they weakened two positions when they did that, man. Yeah. I wonder if they just give the job to Al Harris now. He's there. Dirty one. That would be awesome. It's weird because you know Al was a good teammate, man. Great teammate. To see him as the Dallas defense coordinator, I would be happy for him. But at the same time, I'd be like, man, you, you worry. But he's been in Dallas for like a long time, though. He's been there for a long time. Well, it would feel weird if he was the Cowboy coordinator. Is that what you're saying? No, it would just be weird. I mean, I'd be happy for him. But it's just like, you know, he's a Cowboys defense coordinator. It, gotta feel it is a different level being a position coach. Like, good for Al versus if he's the coordinator oh. and you're watching him laugh as they blitz hurts and they like it works. Like he's smiling, he feels good. Like he does it, you know. He calls a good game. It'd be I, weird. I don't like it because I, I like Al Harris as a defensive coordinator. I wanted him to be the Eagles' defensive. coordinator. I know. I, I and I want him to do well, but it's like ah, I don't. I'm I don't. Well, I would imagine he's going to be their guy. I don't know why they wouldn't just give it to him if he's there anyway. All right, let's talk to Frank, who is in uh, Sewell. Hey, Frank. Frank. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, Frank. What's up? Uh, a couple things, Joel, and then Jalen. Um, I've been saying. Best thing to do is trade Joel for about two or three years, and I don't, you know, I mean, the guy is so good right now. He's such he's such a number one that he's how's he ever going to be a number two? Because he's never going to stay healthy. So if he's never going to stay healthy, and he already has his turnover issues, when he is a little bit healthy in playoff games, 
And um, I just don't see – I just think he's too valuable. You follow me? I just think he's too valuable that – what are you gonna What are you gonna do What are you gonna do with him now? You're gonna sit there and like you said, watch him just be good. I mean, that's who wants that? I mean, we don't need that. You know, we need value for the guy or, or the guy. I mean, it's Nick Nurse doesn't. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.